You are listening to the Willpower Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am Will Holdren, and I talk with some of the most influential CEOs, entrepreneurial leaders, and thought leaders to try and reveal the secrets that has led to their success. I believe that with the right knowledge and mindset, you can do anything you set your mind to. So if you want to learn how to change your life for the better, if you want to learn how millionaires actually became wealthy, or if you want to develop and start your own business from the ground up with the right knowledge to help you, then you are in the right place because this is the Willpower Podcast. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you have enjoyed an episode, then please, please open up Apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And if you think we deserve it, scroll to the bottom, select write a review, and leave us a five-star rating with a review that states where you are from and one aspect of the show that you love. Once you do that, send me a screenshot and I will feature you on a future show and shout you out on my Instagram that has over 10,000 followers. Now let's get to the show with our newest guest. How's it going, everyone? My name is Will Holdren, and I'm the host of the Willpower Podcast. Today, our special guest is Rob DiBiero, and Rob is a director of growth and sales, and he is also a award-winning realtor. So it's an absolute honor to have him on here today. So Rob, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Will. Appreciate it, man. Of course, man. My pleasure. So to start off, I kind of go into your childhood a little bit. So can you kind of talk about what your childhood was like and how it kind of made you into who you are today? Oh, that's a that's a that's a good question. That's a deep question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, grew up middle, uh, you know, mid, middle uh, class family, uh, just a, a, on the east side of uh, Canada here, in the, on the east coast in Atlantic Canada. Very humble uh, upbringings. Uh, you know, working class. Father was in the military, and uh, I guess you know, for me, just having those humble beginnings was was a big part in you know becoming who I am. And uh, it was awesome. Awesome. So did you have any like any entrepreneurship going on around you or did you always just decide like, okay, when I'm older, I'm going to be an entrepreneur kind of thing? The only entrepreneurship I had going on around me because when I was younger, entrepreneurship was not cool at all, right? Like (laughs) the only thing that I ever had was uh, in grade 10, I took an entrepreneurship class where we had to come up with a business. And uh, at that time, it just seemed like such a crazy idea, but I guess uh, for me, in terms of entrepreneurship, I just always uh, wanted to work for myself, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That describes entrepreneurship in general pretty That's good. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> awesome. So did you always want to go into real estate growing up or do you have other plans? No, actually, I uh, I bounced around quite a bit. Um, coming out of high school, I went into university and I took an arts program at a, a big university here and it just wasn't for me. And to be honest with you, I flunked out of it. <laughs> had zero interest at all, zero interest, uh, and kind of bounced around. I started off in the restaurant industry, so I got my first first gig uh, as, a, as a line cook in the restaurant industry, and kind of over time, things happened, and I went to the front of the house and started becoming a waiter and, uh, you know, doing those things, and that's actually how I got uh, the opportunity that I have now, was I served somebody who was the supervisor of growth and development for Canada. Um, so entrepreneurship was never even a thought in my mind other than that grade 10 class. Uh, but now when I look back, it's just nothing else that I'd want to do. Gotcha. So you're telling me you can become successful without a college degree. That's what you're telling me. Definitely. I mean, I don't even know if people are still going to call it. I mean, it's for the right person, obviously, and you have to have the right personality and you have to have 
you know, a good plan and you have to, you have to execute. But I think uh, in today's world, it seems like having skill set is a lot more important than having a piece of paper. Absolutely. You know, I'll just go back to what I, I said there. I was serving tables. I was, it was a chicken, chicken and rib place. And I was serving somebody chicken and ribs. And, you know, I went from that to, uh, to I guess, where I am now. Yeah, it's really all about who you know, you know, yeah. and how, they, how you guys can benefit one another. So that's awesome. And having drive too, and just just getting it done and and doing things the right way. Yeah, absolutely. So when you dropped out of college, what were your parents saying? Like, did they kind of discourage that? Like, oh, you're gonna be a failure in life, or are they like all about it? Like, yeah, go do your own thing. What was that conversation? No, I don't think so. I think that they they were very very supportive. Um, I think they kind of always knew that I would figure out what I was going to do. Right. And they, they just kind of knew that I'd figure things out. And, uh, I was always kind of an overachiever anyways, but I think they knew that maybe the, the fit just wasn't right. And when I look back, it just wasn't the right fit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, just like you said, that college is definitely not for everyone. So it's cool that it worked out in your story as well. So yeah. fast forward, you're a waiter at a restaurant. How did that conversation come about when you met this guy serving him his chicken and stuff? that he was involved in real estate and that he wanted to bring you on a seat. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So, uh, you know, for me, I have, uh, you know, the outgoing, I really like people. I really like engaging with people, joking around. I always like to, you know, poke fun at people and that's just kind of who I am anyways. But, uh, I think, uh, he had just been watching He's a, a personal mentor of mine now as well. Very, very done very well in business. And he just kind of approached me and said, you know, I've been watching you talk to all these people. And um, one of the things that I guess I know more now than then was if you're in business, it's really about people. Mm-hmm. It's about having a heart for people and a, and a head for business. If you're in business and you don't understand people, then you're going to have a hard time unless your idea is very, very elite or, or very good. So he just kind of watched me and he approached me. And uh, I remember what he said to me, he said, said uh, I'm Mike McCarran. I work for exit realty corp international and and uh do you know what i do there and i said no and he said i'm a talent scout and i was like oh that's a weird thing to say uh and he said i've seen you walking around and i just you have the gift right so he wanted to know if i'd meet with him i went and met with him uh learned all about uh, becoming a real estate agent and realtor and what the business was like and i left that meeting thinking there's no way i will ever do that ever i thought it was uh i thought it was crazy to be honest with you but i always kept it in the back of my mind and it always kind of just you know as I progressed through life and got older and, you know, realized that there was more for me out there or I wanted more. Right. Um, it was just always in the back of my mind and I, I reapproached them and the rest is history. Gotcha. Yeah. So I assume like you took his number down and stuff like that. It's kind of weird because I've never really done that for anybody else, but him, he, I saved his number in my phone. Well, that's good. Look, look how it turned out in the long run too. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So before you actually became a realtor, obviously this guy, Mike, you think he says his name was, he yeah. saw the talent of how good you were at talking to people and stuff like that. And just like you're talking, like that is such a huge skill to have, especially in the business world, entrepreneurship world. So, I mean, how can people kind of learn to develop their people skills and just be better around people? I know for, like for me, like the podcast is something that I do to kind of like get out there and introduce myself to people and kind of work on my people skills. Um, so what would you recommend to do that? Uh, I think understanding that uh, one of the best quotes I ever heard is that interesting people if you want to be interesting to people interesting people are interested so just asking questions and learning how to ask questions uh and change the questions and learning what language actually is 
uh, one of the best things that I ever learned uh, was personality profiling. So it's something big that we do uh, within our organization here for sure. Gotcha. Um, and just breaking down uh, what people actually need because there's a, in my opinion, a, a pretty big lie out there uh, that everybody says, and we've all been taught since we've been children, which is treat people the way you want to be treated. But I think that's a lie. I think you treat people the way that they want to be treated. <laughs> and in order to do that, you have to be very comfortable with yourself, right? To understand that you're just giving people what they need mm-hmm. and uh, communicating p- with people the way that they need. And once you can figure that out, it's like almost having a little cheat code. Um, and, you know, you're, you're always good to people and you're always uh, engaged with people. But I think a form of that and and really asking questions and, and understanding people and um, really, really caring uh, with all of those, I think that's there's a huge opportunity for anybody. Yeah, I think those are all really great points are there. You really got to make it about them so they're not feeling like pressure or anything like that. Yeah. And open to talk to you. They want to talk about themselves anyway. So it's a good yeah, yeah. conversation themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's all really great points. Um, so then like kind of going off of that, like after you met with the guy in the restaurant, how long did it take you to call him back? Like how long were you still working at the restaurant before you said, okay, I'm going real estate? Years. I'm going to say mid three years. Wow. Um, and I was kind of in a, in an interesting spot in my life, uh, as well at that time, you know, as a single father and just kind of had, uh, the ideas of, you know, the bills. I I think that any entrepreneur feels that if they've ever gone from a stable job to, uh, to entrepreneurship, you know, you think that the, the nine to five or the, the, the security of the money coming in is kind of a factor, but, uh, so it was a couple of years uh, at least. And, you know, when he came in, he, uh, I, I would see him from time to time and I always remembered him and he was always very, very kind. And there was just something about him that made me think like, I kind of want to be like that guy. Um, and, uh, you know, I, to me, there was a lesson learned there is a lot of it has to do with timing, right? You have to have a maturity in yourself and you almost have to, uh, get fed up with being average. Right. You have to kind of decide, like, I'm, I'm done with being average and that has to come from within. I mean that, you know, very positively and respectfully. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I had that about after three years and, you know, things have changed and I had different support and uh, I had a different outlook and a different mindset. Yeah, about three years. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that it also brings up another really great point of just talking to people in general, because you never know what the other person is going through and like, just like you said, like you, you knock on that door and then like three years later, maybe things come to action. You just never know. And that's why you just got to take that action in the first place, just to see what could happen in the future. Um, yeah. When I really look back. I, I have so many, uh, you know, experiences like that where yeah. you never know when the person in front of you is going to change your life. Yeah. And then you never know if you're going to be the person that changes the other person's life. Exactly. Yeah, so be kind to everybody. You just never know something you, something you say can change someone else's life. Yeah. The golden rule right there. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, what what caused your your huge mindset shift, like after those three years, to kind of call him back? Because I know you said you kind of want wanted to be more than average, wanted just working in a restaurant, wanted to do something else. So, what what caused that huge mindset shift? Were you doing like personal development, reading different books, or what was the main factor in that? Yeah, I think always personally, uh, you know, developing myself uh, all the time, whether it was listening to podcasts or or YouTube or you know. Uh, I started to realize how all the, the small things really affect your mindset and just seeing what people out there were doing and realizing that, you know, I think I could do that as well. And I think that's a huge part of mindset is if you see somebody doing something 
they've really probably just outworked everybody anyways and gotten there through hard work. So having that shift in mindset and, uh, you know, I remember I was listening, uh, I think it was Gary V actually at the time. And, uh, he said, you know, if you double your age right now, um, you think about all the mistakes, like think if you double your age right now, how old are you? Will? I'm 19. All right. You're 19. You double your age, you're 38 years old. You still have like 50 years of life, man. Like you can just go out there and make mistakes and they're, they're not, they're not going to, uh, sink the ship. They're not going to destroy your whole life. You, you have plenty of time to go out there and make mistakes. So, you know, just knowing that, and, and I'm 36, but I still have a lot of time as well. There's, there's so much time and most people want what we want anyways, which is just more time. You have more time than me. So. <laughs> yeah. I think the number one restraint that people have when they want to go out and do new things is the fear of failure. And um, yeah. it's very prevalent when you look, look across the board, like when people don't start a new business or don't act on their new idea or don't have a new like business partner or anything like that. That's um, it. So, so yeah. Like, like what would you recommend for them? They're just like super afraid of like, like fear of failure and how, how would you recommend to overcome that? Yeah. I I'd say the first thing, uh, one thing that helps me, uh, I'll just be honest about it is, uh, I really believe in, uh, first of all, having a plan and writing things down. Um, you know, I, I, I truly believe that it's not real if it's, if it's not written down. So if you have that goal, uh, if your goal is to open a new business or your goal is to do so much in revenue or whatever it is, you should write it down first. And, uh, and once you write something down, there's just something about it that makes it real and, and really, I'm going to say, gives you power and it enables you because once you write it down and sometimes you write things down and you'll, you'll think, no, I really don't want that. That's not really what it is. So uh, I'd say first step, write it down, see if you really want it, plan it out. And then in terms of writing things down, I, I'm a really big believer in, uh, you know, journaling and affirmations and, you know, gratitude. So one of the things that's been completely life-changing for me is, you know, in the morning writing down th three things that I'm grateful for. I always write down three things that I'm grateful for. And I always write down uh, 15 affirmations, which are just positive statements about myself. So, you know, I'm smart. I am kind, you know, I am love and it, it, you know, to, to the right people, it can sound kind of funny, but that over the past five years has just completely changed it's my mindset. So I'd say start there. It all starts with your mindset. Yep. Yep. It's so crazy you talk about that too, because literally like 90% of the people that I bring on my podcast, like the Inc. 500 CEOs, the top tier entrepreneurs, like they all do the same things. Yeah. And it's, it's the power of manifestation. Like you got to yeah. really believe it to make it happen in the long run. It's going to take a couple of years, but you never know when that year is going to be. That's it. Continually have that faith and just knowing that like, okay, I really do believe this one day it's going to happen. And that's exactly what we were talking about right then and there. And like, and I, it, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and I can tell you for a fact that I did not meet any of my goals until I started writing them down. And when I, once I started writing them down, it's just ticking them off. It, yeah, pretty unbelievable. And it, it's such a simple step too. But how many people don't actually do that? Don't actually take the ten minutes to write them down. And I know for a fact I got document on my laptop too. It has like my six month goals, my one year goal, stuff like that. that I want to get done. It's like okay, keep reminding myself. And then subconsciously, I'm going to do some do some actions that are going to get me closer to that goal. That's it. That power manifestation. So that's super and, and when I really want to get things done, what I do is I write them down on a piece of paper and I tape them on my my bathroom mirror. I love it. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just when you see them. I know it sounds cliche, yeah, yeah. but it, it works. I don't know what it is. It just works. Yeah. There's definitely little little tricks and habits that people can put in their life. Like it's simple, but it, it'll change it in the long run. 
just like right. with you. So that's awesome. Okay, so after those three years, you went back to him, and then I'm assuming you got a real estate license. You got with him as you, him as your broker. Um, so how did the first year go as being a real estate agent? Like how long did it take you your first sale? What what did that all look like? So I had a, a good start uh, into real estate. Uh, I was really fortunate. Uh, at the time, you know, I made my first sale a month after being uh, a real estate agent. And I think at that time, the average is six months. So I, I did get off to a quick start. Wow. However, after that, um, things uh, dried up very, very quickly. It wasn't what I thought it was at all. Um, you know, I think that for anybody out there that's, uh, you know, I think for sales, especially the first step is putting yourself out there but I really didn't have a system or a process to do that uh, consistently, consistently and persistently. So uh, my next, my first two years, I'd say I really struggled, which is why I'm really passionate about what I do now, because I know that it does not have to be that way. Um, I was almost out of the business. Um, there were moments that uh, I really considered quitting. I, I, I made the phone call to quit actually. Um, to the same guy, Mike McCarron, um, and, uh, had a, a pretty life changing experience there as well. And, uh, I remember making the phone call. I had $32 in my bank account, had a mortgage payment coming out. Um, no, nothing in the pipeline, no business, uh, coming up at all. Didn't have any skills really. Uh, what I would say would be skills now. And, um, I remember I was just like full of anxiety. I uh, could almost not even get out of bed. Um, I called him and I was just ashamed and, you know, told him that I was going to be out of the business. And uh, I remember he said to me, if there's any way that you can stay in this business, would you do it at all? If there's any way you can make it. And uh, I had like a little bit of pride. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever. And he said, how many business cards do you have? And I said, well, I don't know. That's, that's how bad of an agent I was is I didn't even know how many business cards I had. And he said, well, go count them. And I didn't even have them with me. Right. So I, first of all, like if you're in sales, you need to have a business card on you at all times. Right. So anyway, so I, I said, I don't know how many I have. I have to go to the office. I have to grab them. I went to the office. I grabbed them. He said, okay, give, give me a call when you, when you, uh, when you uh, have counted them. So I went to the office, drove there, got my business cards, brought them home, counted them all out. I had 700 business cards, 718 or something like that. I called them up. I said, yeah, I have 718 business cards. He says, good, go hand them out. And I was like, what? So go hand them out. I was like, how am I going to hand out 718 business cards? He said, go figure it out. So I was like, all right. And I had nothing to lose at this point. Right? I had nothing to lose. So I went, uh, I remember I walked out my front door and I went knocking on everyone's door in my neighborhood. Uh, and I went, uh, you know, just, just all over my neighborhood. I go up to the first door and knock on the door say, Hey, I'm Rob. I'm your neighbor. I work at exit realty. Just seeing when you're planning on moving. I'm not moving. Okay, cool. Go to the next door. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm Rob from exit realty. Just seeing when you're planning on moving. I'm not moving. Okay. Knock on knock, next one. Hey, I'm Rob. They slammed the door in my face. Knock on knock. Hey, I'm Rob. They slammed the door in my face. I knocked on probably about 30 more doors. And then what? What's it, it, I knocked on so many doors that people, um, 
I would see like a guy that I went to school with at his house. I'd knock on his house and then three streets over, I'd see him like visiting his mom. And then like three streets over, I'd see him visiting his sister, right? Like I just went door to door to door to door. And then uh, occasionally what would happen is after a while, I remember I knocked on this, this, this woman's door. This is a true story. Knocked on her door. Uh, person comes to the door. I say, hey, I'm Rob from Exit Realty Specialist. When are you planning on moving? I'm not moving. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, it's a really nice home. And, uh, you know, how long have you lived here for? She says, well, actually, I don't live here. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's no problem. Like, I'll leave you alone. She's like, but uh, I'm just the cleaning lady. And um, and I'll go grab the owner for you. And uh, she's like, actually, just come on in. Just come on in. And I went in, and there was this woman sitting uh, in a wheelchair, just leaned, leaned back like this. I'll never forget it. Her name was Anne. And uh, she looked at me and she's like, I've been praying for an angel to come and save me. I swear this happened. I've been praying for an angel to come and save me and sell my house. She's like, will you, will you list my house for me? All right. So I went and listed her house, sold it. Uh, but uh, I handed out that weekend from, I started Friday afternoon at one. I went all the way until nine until it was dark. It was in the summer. Um, Started the next morning, Saturday from eight to nine. Sunday, eight to nine, I handed out 700 business cards. And by the end of that, like my phone was ringing. It was crazy, like people would tell me no. And then I had my phone on silent and I would look at my phone three hours later and I'd have like five missed calls. Jeez. But but that's, uh, I just wanna share that story with you. I know I know your question was, how was my first? Uh, how was no, my first yeah, that's, that's perfect. That is an awesome example of like perseverance and consistency. And I love you brought that up because you were so close to quitting. I think so many people go through entrepreneurship, start a business, become a realtor, and then they have that low moment just like you did, but they don't know how to kind of overcome that low moment. They just end up dropping out. That's why most people never would become successful in the long run. But here you are, have that life-changing call with your mentor. He tells you what to do. You just go out and do it because you're that desperate. You don't really care anymore. Like this is my last, my last chance of hope. So yeah. I mean, that's just an incredible story. I can't believe that one girl was like, yeah, I've been waiting for someone to come and like sell my house. Like that's just incredible. Praying for an angel. Yeah. So wow. What what's the main lessons you took from that that whole experience? Like what would you say be the main lesson? Uh I'd say if you're in sales, the first thing is talking to people uh and being scripted in what you say. So understanding what you're going to say. So Will, you're going to be a lot more confident in what you say if you already know what to say. So especially in sales. So having your your questions down. I talked about studying questions and, and understanding people, but you know, just really studying language. I think if you don't understand language and you don't understand people, it's really hard to communicate effectively. Uh, I learned that um, every person that you know has worked really, really hard and it's nothing happens overnight. Uh, And the quicker you learn that, the, the easier it will be for in the long run. And, you know, even though it took me two years to get there, I'd also say it didn't have to be that way. I could have just started off that way. Right. Right. But everybody wants to make the fancy logo and the slogan and the, the photo and Instagram photos and all that. that. That stuff's great, too. But right. you got to you got to hit the pavement. Yeah. I think another yeah. great point to bring up, too, is that you got to you got to have thick skin and be able to take a no or a door slam in your face. And um, so yeah. that happened in your story. So how are you able to, like, not take it personally? Because obviously, it's like, this is your first like thing in real estate. So, like, it's obviously a hard thing to overcome, like just door to door in general. 
So have yeah. a summary of yeah. that negativity and notice and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. Uh, I know what you're saying, but I think one thing that I realize, especially now, and it's, it's a lot easier to say now, but I always had in the back of my head then is, you know, um, the way that people treat you is always a reflection of them. And it's a reflection of what's going on inside of them. Right. So, you know, if you show up to my door, Will, and I slam the door in your face, like, that's pretty dramatic. You know what I mean? A pretty dramatic thing to do. Like, there has to be really something going on with me mentally or emotionally or, or something. Something's really wrong with my day for me to slam a door in your face or, right. you know, for me to swear at you or any of those things. Right. So I think it's just understanding that people um, always do what's best for them. They always do the best that they can in those moments as well. And if somebody treats you that way or is mistreating you, it's really a reflection of them. And, you know, if you're in sales, then you really don't want them as your client anyways, because they're just, probably not stable yeah. yeah that's a really great point so i'm kind of curious you still do that whole thing like walking around door-to-door -door sales anymore or are you just are you done doing the whole like dropping off every business card you have at someone's door it's funny because i romanticize it now i look back at it and i i'm like oh those, those were awesome days and i have all these i could tell these stories for forever and ever and ever but uh i'm very fortunate i don't do that now um i, I do a lot of referral business uh, which I'd say is, you know, in business, one of the the best kept secrets and everybody talks about it, but nobody really does it. It's just staying in contact with your happy clients and your happy customers and the people that you you should have went to coffee with and the people that you should have went to beers with and the people and, and just really, um, you know, making a positive difference in their life so that whenever they need anything that's related to your business, you're the first person that you think of and you're top of mind and, a lot of that's just about, in my opinion, being good to people. Uh, so I've been very fortunate. I still go out. I mean, I, I, I take new realtors out and I actually, because I think there's a lot of value in learning how to have those conversations and having a system. But now, um, you know, I'm almost by referral exclusively. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's hard to believe, like, if any realtor goes out and gives out 700 business cards over the door, it's hard to believe that they're not going to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, in the yeah. line, no way. Yeah. Like, it's going to work out. If, you, if you're able to power through that to do that, then you're going to make it as a realtor. That's crazy. If you have any personality at all, right, if, and you're, like, willing to help any, like, if you're willing to help and you have any personality, but most people, you, you nailed it when you said that most people are afraid of failure. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. So most people never go out and hand out the business cards, like hypothetically. Yeah. They find something else to do. You know, all of a sudden your, you know, your, your two hour lunch seems a lot better or posting on Instagram or, you know, it takes a little bit longer in the washroom or exactly. whatever it is. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, so once you started filling up your pipeline, what were some of the systems and processes that you had in place to kind of deal with all that stuff coming through and kind of help you elevate your game as an agent? become like an award-winning realtor what are some of those systems and processes you had to put in place i'm a really big believer in having a crm so a client relationship manager so that you can manage people um because uh i think you know even with the intent of managing people if you don't have a system that allows you to do it effectively you can have the best intentions but unless you have you know the best memory in the world you're just not going to do it especially when you're talking to so many people so I think one of the best tools you can have is a client relationship manager, and there's hundreds out there. Uh, the best one is the one that you use. And even if you have, 
you know, an iPhone or I don't know if Android does it, but you know, asking Siri to remind you to do things uh, is pretty great or putting things in your calendar. Uh, I would say a calendar is probably one of the best tools uh, ever. Uh, written one or having one, uh, you know, Absolutely. in your phone. Absolutely. Organizing your brain. And I'm a really big believer in video. I really like video. Uh, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one video, so personal videos. So video is a really great way to communicate with people. Uh, so sending somebody a 30-second video and saying, you know, Will, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. Wish you all the best. Um, you know, it's a great way to communicate with people. So I'd say those are the main tools that I use all of the time. Awesome. I love it. And yeah. kind of all of them kind of go together with like the follow-up and the first one was really in the fall is exactly what we we're talking like extending that 30 second video like after you just talk to him on the phone like it adds the emphasis like okay this guy actually cares about me this guy really wants to know like how i'm doing and that kind of stuff so that is so important because people should be treated like people so yeah that's crucial um so do you still act as a realtor nowadays or what do you do technically like within the exit company yeah so i'm up to uh a couple different jobs now they all have to do with real estate uh, i am an active salesperson and i really enjoy that um you know it's lucrative it keeps me connected to what's going on uh, i really 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 like helping people it's very very fulfilling uh and you know just um if anybody's interested or is out there that's in real estate it's really committing yourself to people for sure and helping people uh, so it's very fulfilling for me to to still, still sell real estate. Um, I'm very fortunate that uh, I have a very strong why of why I like to do things. So I get to choose the clients that I work with. Um, so, you know, I just say I'm fortunate that I get to do that. The other thing that I do is uh, I'm the director of growth and sales for our brokerage here. And that's just a fancy title of, uh, once again, just saying that I, I help people. So uh, I help people who want to help people. Uh, and I teach them the same things that I just talked about. So whether it's talking to people effectively, uh, how to make a significant difference in somebody's life, what questions to ask people, uh, you know, um, a lot of uh, conversations that I have are people already know the right thing to do, or they usually it's some version of, you know, just doing what's right you know you, you have these little moments where you're like i don't know if this is the right thing to do and they just need that reaffirmation that yeah that was the right thing to do will and you know you never force anybody to do anything and if they didn't want to move then that's great like don't don't try and convince them you're only looking for the people that are moving so i have a lot of those conversations uh but certainly introduce people uh into real estate the right people into real estate um i just try to help people everything is based around helping people I love it. That's so important in life. So huge dividends. It's just like trying to help people in general. So yeah. Um, so I just have one more question for you before we run out of time here. So kind of looking like in the future, next year, next five years, like what are some of your big goals that you want to get accomplished? Whether it's personally, business wise, or anything of that nature. Uh, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, I think for me, uh, I have a couple goals. I have one of my biggest goals is, uh, and I write this down every single day, just going back down to writing, is that I want to have uh, over 100 income streams by December 31st, 2031. Wow. Uh, so, um, you know, 
just I have a system and a plan on how to do that. And by the end of this year, I'll be up to 16. 16. So, so very fortunate. Um, so that's my, my big, big 10 year goal. Um, uh, I have a goal of, uh, you know, some sort of, I don't know if it'd be a speaking career, but I, I want to explore that a lot. I want to, I want to talk to people and, and share my story or, or share stories. So there'll be some learning involved in that as well. Um, but just those types of opportunities, I think I'll always sell real estate as well. I really enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. That's some good stuff. And over a hundred income streams. That's crazy. But it's definitely. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, that's awesome to see. Especially yeah. if we already have 16. So yeah. Super cool. Um, before we head off, is there anything else you'd like to say? And if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Yeah. Well, I think the, the main thing that I would say to anybody out there is, uh, the most important conversation is not the conversation that you're listening to. And it's not the conversation that you're having with your mom and your dad. And it's not the conversation you're having with your boyfriend or girlfriend or your teachers. The most important conversation is the one that you have with yourself and to always choose kind words to say to yourself, um, control what's going in because you can't give what you don't have. So if you don't have love, you can't give love. If you don't have security, you can't give security. Uh, you know, if you don't have understanding, you can't give understanding. So choose those things that go inside of you and cut out all the negativity. You hear people say that all the time. Uh, I do it just by, you know, I mentioned to you writing three things that I'm grateful for and five, 15 affirmations every day. Uh, the most important conversation is the conversation that you're having with yourself. Absolutely. Put kind words into yourself. Yeah. So how can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Now you can reach out to me on any platform, uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm in the one there is Rob DePiro, Instagram, Rob DePiro, LinkedIn, Rob DePiro. Uh, I think all my contact information will be on there as well. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, there you have it. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's great. No way that we go is a one-way street. Nothing that we love is a one-day key. And if we gon' do it, we gon' do this now. And if we say we gonna